I'll say, I'll say, I'll say. <laughs> yeah, how about you do Kevin Spacey impression? <laughs> Isn't that how his voice goes? It's like, I do declare <laughs> I am not guilty of being a pedophile. Well, he's not guilty, because guilty is a legal term. Okay, okay, allegedly unguilty. Of being a pedophile. Well, he also is an adult rapist, Did too. you watch House of Cards? No. Looks oh. like shit. I... I just always loved how, I mean, I guess everyone has, like, done this to death. But just the, like, turning to the camera and, like, you see here. I'm turning the mic right now. You see, I actually do like getting my willy whack (laughs) by the fellas, by homeboys. I don't want to do, I don't really want to talk about House of Cards because it's like, what fucking year is it? Yeah. It's like, oh, have you heard my bit about uh, House of Cards? Orange is the New Black. It's like, yeah, okay, no one well, cares. Well, here, check this out. Do people still watch it? Is that still a show? House of Cards is actually, it has fallen. The House of Cards has come tumbling down. Has it? Well, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, things are pretty bad for Kevin Spacey right ah, now. Ah, that's what we call Joker's trick. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Kevin Spacey Joker? Kevin Spacey Joker. Wow, so serious. <laughs> I say, I say, he we t- live in a society. And he's like, you know what? I know how I got these scars. And he turns to the camera's like, I painted them all myself. <laughs> but we can keep that between you and me. He turns back. He's like, Batman, uh, I did not kill that masseuse. <laughs> <laughs> that masseuse died from being a liar. Kevin Spacey would be a bad joker. Yeah. Yeah, who would okay, be? Okay, uh, yeah. uh, sorry. Change, change of storyline. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is no longer no no longer a pedophile podcast. This is Joker's only. Yeah, that's what's called Joker's only. Welcome to Steelers Wheels. <laughs> we got Jokers on the left, the right, and center, baby. <laughs> hey, that's just called Congress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about Ed Buck Scarecrow? I'm trying to think of other Batman Scarecrow? villains. Ed Buck Bane. Wait, Scarecrow's Scarecrow's Batman, right? That's... Is it? I don't know. From oh, the turn time. your phone off, Brace. Oh. It's uh, it's Kevin Spacey. So. Because he was never meant to be convicted. Okay. Yeah. Well, so yeah, I get where you're going with this, but I'm saying there is one place he can be convicted. The court of public opinion? Well, I'm speaking a little more specifically. That's right, baby. Knock, knock, knock. True or is in session. <laughs> oh, this is so stupid, Brace. Uh, yeah. And I declare him innocent. <laughs> I say, I say, I do declare Kevin Spacey guilty. You can joke about this because you're not a 16-year-old boy, but I can't because he could get me at any time. Um, hello. Welcome. To True Anon. The only podcast about House of Cards. And the Joker. Welcome to Talking Joker. (laughs) Joker's Trick. Yeah. Uh, You won't stop saying Joker's Trick. (laughs) No, I can't stop saying I think it's a meme. Uh, There has been so much tea spilled, Liz. Oh, by the way, I'm... My name, of course, is Kevin Spacey, 
Oh, but also Kevin James. <laughs> Kevin uh, Bracey. Yeah. Uh, this is my co-host. Liz. Just Liz. And our co- our co- pro- What's it? Producer, uh, Young Chomsky. This chick on Hinge is like, try to guess this about me. And her answer is, my ethnicity. <laughs> that's, dude, that's, that's the Joker's trick right that's there. That's a trap. You should just say race is a construct. You should be like, isn't... Yeah. Yeah, you should <laughs> like, be like, are you from dumb, dumb bitches, Dan? <laughs> Um, okay. So, uh, we got lots. Okay, you said... What? From the beginning, just to rewind. Mm-hmm. You said some tea has been spilled. So much. There is... There is I am I am sopping wet with tea. <laughs> uh, and scalded. I just snorted. Um, yeah, I know. We're not... We're supposed <laughs> to do that after the show, baby. Oh, brace. She did just snort. Uh, From laughter. So, Kevin Spacey has been declared innocent via murder. Um, <laughs> Ed Buck has been declared guilty via murder. And uh, there is some... It's one of the most fucked up Epstein uh, news dumps I've ever been dumped on with. <laughs> Gross. But yes, all of those things happened this week, and we're going to talk about them. Yeah, so... Do you First, want to just- why don't we... Okay, let's start with Mr. Kevin Bracey. Now... Astute listeners, as I am fond to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you m- love saying that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I like to pat our listeners on the back. Yeah. Because they're the best and we love them. Mm. Um, they might recall Kevin Spacey. We've mentioned him a couple times. Uh, one, because he's, of course, in the flight logs on the plane with Bill Clinton and uh, obviously Mr. Jeffrey Epstein. Lolita Express, Africa trip. Um, And he was accused of sexual assault last year, I believe. Yeah, I think so. I think in 2017, too. Gosh, time flies. Time flies when you're accusing people of sexual assault. Yeah, it was in 2017. Um, So he was accused. He got kind of like me too'd out of. Hollywood. Yeah, he got. He, I think. I think he got digitally like taken out of a movie he was supposed to be in, which is such a baller move. <laughs> um, and released an incredible video that we've mentioned. Groundbreaking piece of art. And again, I'm sure there's not a single one of our listeners who hasn't watched it by now. But of course, check out Kevin Spacey. Let me be frank. Let me be frank. BAFTA award-winning video. Just incredible. It's it's fantastic. Um, he in which he kind of gives a very strange first person monologue direct to the camera in the style of Frank Underwood, mm-hmm. his character from House of Cards. From House of Cards, um, and is sipping possibly tea. I mean, from a Queen Centennial mug, Royal Centennial mug. Clearly, a little nod to the royal family. Yeah. As he tells the viewer, basically keep your trap shut or I'm going to spill the tea, the tea that's in the mug, on you. You know, it's interesting because the Queen's Centennial mug, actually, it said on it, keep calm and don't go to the police or I'll kill you. <laughs> so it's a little prescient there. I hate those keep calm. That's not a thing anymore, is it? No. I, I think all those secretaries yeah. have moved on. We should do keep calm and... Uh, no, we shouldn't do that. I can't even think of anything funny There's to say. There's nothing funny to say. They're what are you, horrible. an Etsy store? I wish. Anyway. More girls would like me. Mm. Um, so that's Kevin Spacey. He also recently came back in the news. He did a like a 
a performance piece mm-hmm. in the UK, right? Yeah. Uh, no, it was in Greece, I want to say. Okay. And it was like at a museum opening. And yeah. And he did this very bizarre. Long. Very long. Like, like romantic long epic poem that i skipped almost entirely through it was like 10 minutes i don't want to watch that uh yeah i mean we probably should because it's our show but we don't i don't have the time even so i don't he's not gonna like admit to anything during the poem it was just very dramatic and very silly so he's very strange anyway yesterday no two days ago no three days ago no wait it doesn't matter because we don't know when you're listening to this (laughs) uh kevin spacey's accuser what happened to him, Brace? Uh, died. Yeah, he did. Uh, yeah, he's he's no longer with us. No longer with us. And even curiouser, Kevin Spacey's legal team uh, released a statement prior to the victim's family or lawyers releasing a statement. I, I believe the victim actually just started suing. Uh, no, it was about a year ago that the 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 victim uh, started suing. Kevin Spacey. He says that Kevin Spacey had forced him to grab his genitals during mm-hmm. a massage session. Sounds a little Travolta-ish. Yeah, sounds a lot of people-ish. Yeah. Um, so, a little Epstein-ish. Yeah, well, yeah. I know. It's If anyone, listeners, if anyone ever asks you to give a massage to them or to get a massage with them or even says, I'm in school for massage therapy, that person should be in prison. <laughs> To be clear, um, this is a different accuser than mm-hmm. the one Anthony Rapp in Massachusetts in Nantucket. Well, it was Anthony Rapp, right? Yes, the child actor. Well, no longer. Yeah, those those uh, charges were dropped in a very weird way. Yeah, very strange. So this was the lawsuit by John Doe, who is the victim who is now recently deceased. Is John Doe his real name? Yes, Brace. <laughs> Sometimes we, we can cut that. Uh, no, we're going to keep that in. So this was in a... Uh, why? Oh, for God's sakes. Sorry, it's to remind me to take out the trash. Which we're doing by doing the show. So Spacey's team released a statement saying that John Doe had died. And shortly after, John Doe's lawyer, Jeannie Harrison, sent a lengthy statement in response saying... It is true that Mr. Doe recently died. His untimely death was, to his family, a devastating shock that they are struggling to process and is so recent that they have not yet held his funeral service. Out of professional responsibility, we notified Spacey's counsel of Mr. Doe's passing. We explained our intent to allow his family more time to get past their immediate paralyzing grief and begin settling his affairs before we filed a death notice with the court. Spacey ignored our request for compassion and filed the notice yesterday without our consent. That is, that is cold. Very strange. Um, yeah. You remember from the last court case that this fucking freak sick <laughs> motherfucker was in. Oh my God, stop. The accuser was ordered to turn over a cell phone. Uh, as evidence, which mm. apparently had text in it from Spacey to him, you know, probably something disgusting. Uh, and then he lost the cell phone, which sounds Whoops. to me like Kevin Spacey was like, you should lose that cell phone or I will kill you right. with a gun. Uh, allegedly, I think Kevin Spacey definitely mm-hmm. said that to him. Um, and it's, 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 that's two for two for Kevin, 
right? Two for two. Um, but silver lining. Well, mm-hmm. not a silver lining, but something to take note of. This is from the lawyer, Jeannie Harrison. Mr. Doe was a dignified, kind, middle-aged man traumatized by Spacey's alleged sexually depraved attack. As a result of the case, other victims from around the world Mm -hmm. have reached out to our firm. Mr. Doe believed their harrowing stories, and in his final months, he looked forward to standing up for all of them. His fight for justice is still very much alive. So... There's others, for Victims sure. Victims from around the world. Maybe in Africa. Maybe in England. Uh, so, remember, Spacey was on that plane on the Lolita Express with Clinton and Chris Tucker. And Epstein... We don't need to mention Tucker. Yeah. It just feels very weird. It's strange. But uh, in Africa, doing, I think it was AIDS stuff, like AIDS charity stuff. Mm. Uh, maybe he was spreading AIDS. Well, very sorry. I wish probably allegedly. Allegedly, I don't like that. Uh, yeah, I don't th- like it's. It's that is that makes that all the darker because if we know anything, it's that these people definitely love preying on people from the third world, right? Right. Um, yeah. So, so something to watch. Pretty crazy. Uh, Clinky dink. Just yeah. whoops died. Hate when that happens. Uh, and we also don't know how they died yet, right? No. Yeah, that has not been released, which is a little strange. Yeah. So here is something from Crazy Days and Nights from 2012. Um, now, does everyone know Crazy Days and Nights? Well, why don't you tell them? Okay. We've talked about them before. Crazy Days and Nights is a quote-unquote gossip site run by NT, Mm -hmm. an anonymous, quote, entertainment lawyer. Shout out, NT, if you're listening. Isn't what's... Is it sort of like an actor that's rumored to be doing it, too? There's a bunch of... That's not real. It's not real? No, they have a bunch of theories about, like... How he gets this info? Yeah, and I've heard some names about who are possible sources that I'm not going to say on the pod. Yeah, out of fidelity to to our master. (laughs) <laughs> I do love Enti. Um, same. And I've been reading him for years. And yeah. in fact, I I don't know if I ever told you, but I once emailed him a hot tip when I lived in LA. Really? Yeah. It was about, um, I, at a bar in Echo Park, Jennifer Lawrence was there mm-hmm. and she was really drunk and she was talking to her guy friends and was just being really I don't know. Should I tell this story? Yeah, absolutely. Um, she, she was being really crass and was like, I haven't had sex in eight months. And was uh-huh. like, kind of like, whatever. And her friend was like, well, we can get out of here. And she's like, I don't want any dick. I want good dick. Or something oh, like that. Oh, okay. Um, she's very crass. Yeah. Did do you think she still wants good dick? <laughs> so here's a blind item. No longer blind. He actually, you know, later, sometimes he updates blind items telling people who they're right. f- about from 2012. You would never know it by looking at this used to be all movie, all movie actor is now on a fairly hit television show, but he is a sex crazed nympho. <laughs> the thing is, he only likes guys. He is one of those actors who never actually bothered to come out and say he's gay, but everyone just kind of assumes he is. There have never been any girlfriends, and no one has no no one has ever come out and asked him about his sexuality. 
On his show, he plays a straight guy, and the rest of his roles seem to be more asexual than anything else. Anyways, here's where we get to the, to the meat of the matter. Uh, one of his most proud sexual conquests was taking the virginity of this former A-list tweener, which would be a tween actor. He did it at a basketball game. He never stops talking about that story, and now he had 15 minutes and made it happen. And he never spoke to that tweener again. Uh, so he here skips skipping along later in it. Uh, one time he took the date away from this A-list movie actress he had co-starred with in a very big movie and then spent an hour in the bathroom. And then our actor brought him back out and said, I'm through with him. He's all yours again. So to put that differently, he went up to his co uh, co-worker this other actress's boyfriend Took the boyfriend to the bathroom for an hour and then came back and was like, oh, he's yours. Ugh. That's like, <clears throat> that's, that's Kevin Spacey Joker shit right there. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, how do you think I got these no. scars by sucking off you know, your boyfriend for an hour? You know, it was so crazy, too. I just remembered when the Spacey allegations came out. Mm-hmm. And then he was like. I've been keeping a secret for so long. I'm gay. Yeah. Like, that such was his a response. Well, now that's, like, now that's, like, the classic move for anyone to do is just to be, like, uh, I actually, there's also this other thing about me that, like, for some reason made me, like, make this person give me a hand job in 1997. Yeah. I mean, it was obviously, like, a deflection, but it kind of worked. There's a lot of people out there who are, like, spacey innocent. No, there aren't. Uh, look at the comment section under any Kevin Spacey video. Yes, there are. Really? Yeah, there are a lot. There's this people is who- astroturfed. I bet there's like a share blue, but for fucking what if share blue? That's Whoa. Clinton. That share blue is a share blue for pedophiles. It's Clinton's thing. It's <laughs> run by David Brock. Ugh. And God. what's that? Imagine the cookie shit motherfucker that David Brock has seen. Oh, I mean, probably many and new Nira. children. Near. Oh God. Nira, yeah, she's drank some blood before. Allegedly. So, speaking of drinking <laughs> blood, <laughs> I think we should move on to Ed Buck. Ugh, God. So, Ed Buck is, let's call him an orbiter. Yeah, I keep refer- seeing him referred to as a mega donor. Well, okay. This, he's not formally Epstein related. No. But he is Clinton related. Which. You know, seven degrees of Jeffrey Epstein. Are That's pretty high up in the degree. Right, right, right. He's also, you know, he's a big donor to Barack Obama. The president? <laughs> Barack Obama? No, Barack Obama the plumber. Yes, oh. the president. Damn. And so much so that he got a coveted photo up on Air Force One. Yeah, I am looking at this photo right now. Is and it, it is, a photo? Yeah, they are. It's like there's a statue of Ball. And they're all on their knees, and there's like no. this blood everywhere. <laughs> this is sick. Air Force One is huge. My oh, God, that's yeah. Not so he, real. yeah, he's a, he's a, he's, he's also like uh, a busybody. Yeah, kind of, somewhat of a weird philanthropist. And but like just in LA, I've been looking into. He is a type that many of you. I also, uh, for many people who don't know, I'm on the City Council of San Francisco. No, you're not. And for anybody else who regularly attends City Council meetings, you will be familiar with this type. These sort of uh, frail, kind of withered before his time, uh, skinny white guy. It is a, it is a type who, a bit older who has kind of a uh, demeanor to him. <laughs> Uh, like it, it's like it's the non-Jewish Jew to quote Isaac Deutscher. 
and just makes himself known on every issue. And eventually always runs for office, which Ed Buck himself did. I'm looking at his campaign page right now. What did he run for? He ran for city council of West Hollywood. Weho. 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 No, only Weho. you ho, Liz. No. I don't ho. Uh, yeah. He, <laughs> he ran for uh, city council uh, West Hollywood in 2007. He got, um, guess how many votes? Three. Uh, well, it ends <laughs> I don't at three. Know. 1,373. Oh, well, I was close. It's actually about 10% of the vote. Uh, and he's listed his occupation as volunteer animal rescuer. So... That, no. That's gross. <laughs> if you think about what he actually did. Let's... What did he do? Okay. Leah, let's... Well, let's back it up for a second. Yeah. Brace, why are we talking about Ed Buck? Ed Buck has been arrested. Arrested. He's in the clink. Mm-hmm. Why? Uh, yet another dead black person was found in his house. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Um, let's He's, let's uh, let's put emphasis on another. Yeah, another one. That's what Ed Buck was saying to the coroner. Uh, he was like, "Hey, I got another no. one." Yeah, actually. That's- so this is the thing that's been. Um, yeah, like we said, this is not the first time this has happened. Where uh, bodies of young black gay men mm-hmm. have been found in Ed Buck's home. Mm-hmm. Or discarded close to Ed Buck's home after drug overdoses. Yeah. And the police have looked into this before and declined to prosecute. Yeah. So this is a this is a shift here. Yeah. So even even when I believe it was the last body found, uh, the police went into his home and found like lots and lots and lots of drug paraphernalia, and like it was clear kind of what operation he was running here. Still no charges. Right? Yeah. And they even found the diary from one of these young men, um, uh, I believe Mr. Moore, who said about Ed Buck getting him addicted to drugs and giving him more and more, if it didn't hurt so bad, I'd kill myself, but I'll let Ed Buck do it for now. So let's, okay, again, let's zoom out for a second. Yeah. This is a Democratic donor Mm -hmm. affiliated with closely with the Clintons, Mm -hmm. with... Obama, yep. but closer with the Clintons, I yeah, would say. I, what, yeah, of course. Yeah. Who basically has been for years, mm-hmm. has picked up a habit of picking up gay, black, sometimes homeless prostitutes, mm-hmm. bringing them home with him, providing them with drugs, watching them shoot up or smoke meth. Mm-hmm. To the point of killing them. Yes. Several okay. times. And or or there was also been many other people who have just OD'd at his house and have made it. But he has been he was really providing these drugs. Yeah, absolutely. Even to people who weren't like really into them to begin with, right? In fact, methamphetamine seems to actually be a kink for him. Methamphetamine itself. Yeah. So, um, This is a quote from basically a mother of one of the victims who said he would supply heroin, meth, and other drugs to smoke or use with a needle. Buck would pleasure himself at the sight of my son using drugs. She asserted that her son's friends told her the bigger the cloud of smoke, the bigger reward from Buck, who, quote, would excitedly encourage her son to increase his dosage by saying 
more, more. I'll give you $500 more. So, Mr. Buck, this is from the lawsuit uh, from one of the deceit's relatives against, uh, against Ed Buck. Mr. Buck, who ale- they alleged had a predatory and injurious system of soliciting black men and watching them cling to life while battling symptoms of methamphetamine toxicity after he intravenously administered large doses of the drug to him. So meth obviously is, is, is part of some people's sex lives, right? This is beyond that. This is a semi-necrophiliac, right? Ugh, this I, is like really twisted. Yeah, because obviously some people, like I was saying, use meth as sort of like a sex aid so they can, you know, whatever, have sex longer or do different Ooh, stuff or less inhibitions. Absolutely not. I'm a former methamphetamine addict myself. And while my penis did not work even a little bit when I was on meth, um, do not recommend it. It's not a safe drug to use. It's very bad for your body. Um, but he got off what it seems like on the OD itself. Yeah. I mean, it seems like the entire like gratification was like derived from the person dying. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So it's like a predatory. I mean, this is like literal sociopathic. Yeah. Insane. This is completely insane. Yeah. And, and, and it, there's, and there's, there's no a, way these are the only bodies. There's a cool, there's a, there's a, not a cool, there's a good way to look at it, which isn't that, you know, Ed Buck is this, you know, democratic fundraiser, which he is, or that like happens to be into this, you know, into black men and also happens to use drugs for them and sometimes accidents happen. The best way to look at it is he's a serial killer. Yeah. Because that's the point of this. And there are actually rumored to be other bodies in Charlotte, North Carolina. Mm, allegedly rumored. Alle- well, that is, yes. Uh, it is alleged that there is a rumor Alleged. Allegeding, allegeding. That there are two other deaths <laughs> uh, that can be connected to Ed Buck. They happened about seven or eight years ago in Charlotte, North Carolina at a hotel. But same, same demographic uh, of victim. One thing I just want to return to really quick mm-hmm. is that line. Because I can't stop thinking about this. My brain is such a dark place right now. Which is... Uh, the bigger the cloud of smoke, the bigger reward from Buck. And how much that reminds me of what we talked about on our last, on our Patreon episode this week, where we talked about how Ghislaine and Jeffrey would mm. tell these young girls, the more you do, the more you make. Yeah. And referring to massages. So if you take off your top, you get paid more. If you take off rest of your clothes you get paid more if you touch yourself you get paid more if you touch him you get paid more and that the stakes increase along with the money this is the depravity of the bourgeois mind yeah and these two things are tied together intrinsically because it it's the pushing of boundaries mm-hmm. of another person tied up with money by the way yeah to the point of killing them mm-hmm. for this sick bourgeois pig's gratification. And there's also, yeah, the, the, the humiliation aspect of mm-hmm. it, too. I mean, before, you know, none of these girls in Palm Beach obviously had, had given erotic massages before or had sex with 55 year old. Yes, it's the transgression. It's built. Exactly. It, yes, absolutely. And, and, and like the- Gamma Moore's lawsuit I was reading from, he had never used methamphetamine before. I don't think, I think a lot of these. Boys had it. Yeah, and and I think that 
that part of what they want to do is they, they like think like, ah, yeah, like I can, I can, I can they're, corrupt them. They're, they're, and they're my sort of play thing, right? Exactly. They'll do what I say. It's domination. Yeah. And it's interesting that both of these men, of course, were liberals because I think a lot mm. of liberals think of themselves as like, well, I'm above that. Like I don't, you know, I'm, I'm not, I don't treat people like dirt. I, I think everyone's equal or whatever, but they don't. I mean, I don't even think that has anything to do with it. I think it's just this idea of when you are that, you know, wealthy, when you conceive of yourself as yeah in a class above other humans, you don't see them as human. You see them as things for your pleasure that you can buy because you can buy anything. Well, th- yeah, that's sort of what I was saying. It's like yeah. there, there's no difference between it. There's no like ideological difference between like liberal and conservative or anything. It's about like if you have money, you see people as, yeah, as sort absolutely, of these subjects absolutely. that you can, you can do, whatever you want, do whatever you'd like with. Yeah, and I bet, you know, honestly, I bet it's like, when, you know, I'm sure it didn't start this way because it's like every... It's like you get bored by the first transgression, so you've got to like push past it even mm-hmm. further, and then you add more money, and then you push past even further, and then you add more money, and it gets sicker and sicker and sicker. Yeah, and I've been reading about some of this chemsex stuff. Oh God, I don't know. I might have to not. I'm gonna tune out for this, but we should talk about it. Okay. Well, why don't you do some chems? Wake up. No, I so, don't do that. I'm gonna have some kombucha though. Chemsex. Chem. She is drinking a kombucha full of GHB. Um, <laughs> chemsex is using chemicals uh, during sex, right? It's mostly like a, a, a male gay thing. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I I remember I've had this has been around for a while, right? I mean, people have always used drugs around sex, you know. Um, sometimes sex drugs. That's the only way they can get sex is if they have drugs. Uh, but chem sex is relatively, I think, recent-ish, especially in its popularity. It's known. I had always heard of it as called party and play, P and P for short. Uh, which is the act, and I, I believe this to be the case, of taking methamphetamine uh, while having sex. And I think it, uh, again, this has not been, anecdotally, this has not been the case for me. <laughs> but uh, I guess if your dick works a certain way or something, if you take meth, it will make it not finish or whatever. Mm. You can go for hours or days, even. And <sighs> and there was another... Who's got the time? Yeah. But the, 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 uh, yeah, or, or desire, uh, there's a case in the UK that happened, uh, with a man named Stephen Port who did basically the same thing Four deaths. Uh, they were, he was about an old, he was a little bit of an older man, I think similar to Ed Buck's age. And it was also, although not all Ed's victims were young, all this guy's victims were young. They were white. Uh, but he would take them over or he would pay for them if they were prostitutes and he would inject them full of methamphetamine and they would die and he would dump their bodies and he was eventually caught. And it's a similar sort of thing. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, it's, 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 yeah, I've been getting deep into this. They're like, it, it can be very, it can add to a sort of level of, of danger, uh, in some of these sex scenes, uh, because meth psychosis is very real. And when you combine some, doing something like uh, like a dangerous drug with sex where, you know, you might be inclined to do something more than you normally would just out of desire or out of like, a desire for sex or a desire to fit in or, or just not desire not to say no. 
um, it can lead you down some pretty dangerous things. Like there's stories of people overdosing on GHB at a party and then just sort of being thrown in the trash can outside uh, to die. Uh, there, there. I read a pretty, pretty harrowing first-person account actually in BuzzFeed uh, about somebody who was relatively normal person, which a lot of these people are. This is not just like some people who only do this. This is like people that, like, I know people who do this, um, who you know, did it at a party. Six days later, you know, he's like walking into like a Manchester canal. Um, and I think a lot of people, I mean, I'm a drug addict, right? Like, I know how to use drugs. I used, used to use drugs every single day for years intravenously. And, and for, for me, so I get what I'm doing. I, when I'm, I know what I'm taking, I mean, for the most part. But I think for a lot of people, when it's just sort of something that's wrapped up in their sex lives, it's, they don't maybe get it as much. Uh, and it's ripe for abuse for people like, from people like Ed Buck. So... Just to pull back, Ed, so Ed Buck was arrested yes. on Tuesday, not in connection with the dead bodies that were found in his house, mm. but um, the, he was charged with battery, maintaining a drug house, which is kind of, okay, and administering methamphetamines. And so the charges stem from a 37-year-old man that Buck allegedly gave meth to, uh-huh. but and caused a non-fatal overdose. So the police yeah. are apparently, supposedly, quote-unquote, still investigating the bodies that were found at his house. Didn't get charged for that. Getting charged with a non-fatal overdose. So it's a real question about exactly what these charges are going to be. Yeah. If he's going to be able to post bail. Because um, he's a multimillionaire, right? Yeah. And it's kind of unclear how he got his money, though. Yeah, it's, it's it's very concerning that the stand-up, famously stand-up LAPD... Oh, they've been doing stand-up? <laughs> stupid. Uh, ...was not interested in basically prosecuting him for the death of two young men. Yeah. Um, and, 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 like, the numerous other 911 calls from other ones being like, hey, I'm Odin at this guy's house. I read a, there's, there's a pretty gross detail of one of his victims was trying to call 911 and he was stopping them from doing it. And by the way, California has a good Samaritan law. So if you call 911 when you're Odin, uh, or someone, you call 911 when someone is Odin, uh, I believe you can't get arrested. Mm. Um, so it's, you know, the, the reason he's doing that is not, uh, because he's afraid that he'll get busted for a little bit of crystal. Yeah, so I guess uh, activists in WeHo in particular have been basically <laughs> trying to get Ed Buck arrested for a really long time um, and basically investigating this sort of like predatory, that there's, you know, a, a larger culture around the kind of predatory abuse of homeless gay teens, basically, and the kind of like you know, drug drug culture, this chemsex mm-hmm. stuff you're talking about, weird kind of race play with older men. Yes, yes. And that it's part of a larger sort of sick social scene. Yeah, I, I, it's it's the racial aspect of this, of course, not lost yeah. on anyone. Um, and it's, God only knows what is in Ed Buck's heart. But I don't think he's doing this out of a deep and abiding love for our African brothers and sisters. No. So, you know, it's a case to keep your eyes on. Um, it's pretty dark, but definitely, um, you know, I think a lot of people have been kind of waiting for this 
to happen for for yeah. Ed Buck to be arrested, including a lot of questionable actors on the right, yeah, because of his ties to Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. But we are nonpartisan here. Yeah, I want. We Ed want Buck- them all taken down. Yeah, I want Ed Buck to go down because I hate drug dens. Yes, uh, but yeah, no, they're all. I mean, all these fucking sickos. They're all going down. Yeah. By one of our insane fans <laughs> with a twenty two rifle. Uh, allegedly don't do that. Many actually. rounds in No. Him. Not California legal. <laughs> Has the pistol grip when he's being transferred from his cell to the courthouse. Okay, come on. <laughs> Let's just On September thirty first. No. <laughs> <laughs> so Ed Buck's Oh, are we still talking about him? I mean, I just want to say this to oh, you. I uh, to, I Ed Buck. We're done talking about him. I was well. I was reading. Okay. Oh no, go on. I was reading his uh, like Ballotopedia page, and I have his. Um, I have his platform. He was on the Save West Hollywood campaign slate, and I regret to inform you that much like myself, Ed Buck is a NIMBY. <laughs> uh, protect renters' homes for demolition. Stop mega development. Preserve our neighborhoods. Save our urban village. Something I don't care about. I despise villages. Uh, <laughs> restore your voice in the city's future. Something I also don't care about either. It's your voice doesn't... What's that mean? My voice is what matters. And take down the for sale sign at City Hall. I also am confused as why they were selling West Hollywood City Hall. Because, you know, West Hollywood is its own city. Yeah, I do know that. Uh, which is, you know, take whatever that means. It's all I Um... But anyways, yeah. Sounds like a good guy. Yeah. Well, mm, oh, uh, just kidding, We're talking guys. to Ed Buck, not Kevin Spacey. I'm kidding. Uh, They're both terrible. So now down to little St. James Island part of our podcast <laughs> to talk about the one and only Jeffrey, Jeffrey Epstein. Franzak Epstein. No. And one of the most batshit articles to have come out since his... Murder at the hands. This is, it's so good. So when we recorded last, it was like the day it came out. So we didn't get to it yet. So maybe some, some severe upheads. I've probably already read this. But it wasn't, it wasn't one of the ones that made a big splash. It didn't actually, which is kind of weird. It wasn't written by some fucking 23 year old ex blogger writing for the fucking cut. I'm just kidding. Those cut articles are pretty good. Just kidding. Do you know who it was written by? Edward J. Epstein, no relation. Oh my God. <laughs> no relation. Yeah, it is. It Actually, he's not a relation. Which is just so funny. Okay, so the article we're talking about is called My Tea with Jeffrey Epstein. A tale of mysterious airline upgrades, bounce checks, and a fembot. Named Sophia. So I want to be clear. A fembot is. This is a misuse of fembot. I think so too. I, you fembots know, I, I was going to say so. Have big ass titties. Well, it's also just that's not no fembot is like Austin Powers. Can you do Austin Powers? Do I? Uh, <laughs> would you come on this airplane with me, baby? Would you? Yeah. Have you been Austin Powers for Halloween? It literally, I, I I alternate every year, and this isn't a joke, between Austin Powers, one year, Dracula the next, and the only difference is that I put white face makeup on for Dracula. You would be a cute Nixon. What? Liz? <laughs> what? A Nixon? Yeah. That's a good... That's How a- could I do Nixon? Ugh. <laughs> uh, I am... I don't even... I can't think of a 
joke there, but I'm not a crook. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It just came to me. I'd love to break into the hotel of your pussy. No, it's nice. Do I make you horny, Khmer Rouge? <laughs> <laughs> what Did I, I bomb your capital, Prince Sihanouk? Did I, baby? Um, All right. Sorry. Halloween. Hallow's Eve is coming up. Yeah. I'm going to go as Liz. No, you're not. Yeah, you're right. So Jeffrey Epstein was interviewed or had tea and many interactions with this other Epstein. <laughs> yeah, Epstein squared. We finally this have. This isn't Epstein on Epstein. Exactly. We're, we're, well, looks like we got an Epstein train, boys. Choo-choo. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, so I, where to begin with this? Oh, my God. It's so funny. What so, the fuck is airmail.news, by the way? <laughs> I've literally never heard of this website. I know, but I think it's funny. They make the whole article look like it's Vanity Fair, but it's literally airmail.news. Yeah, it's for the world traveler. Well, it does seem very um, hoity-toity. Mm-hmm. So he first meets him. I just all these names are so hilarious. Jeffrey Epstein was only a would-be master of the universe when I first met him in 1987 at movie producer Coco Brown's annual Halloween party in New York. I was standing with Isabel Goldsmith, the eldest daughter of the financier Jimmy Goldsmith. When Epstein and his brother Mark joined us, a surfeit of Epsteins, Isabel remarked. Like, what the fuck is this? This is so... A surfeit? I've, li- I've never actually even heard the word surfeit pronounced out loud. When do people say that? Well, when there's lots of Epsteins, I guess. Yeah, true. So, what's, so it's funny. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. We've heard Jimmy Goldsmith's name mentioned previously uh-huh. by someone else. I mean, they also met... Epstein. Uh, Piver. Yes. Stuart Piver did. Yeah. Jimmy Gold. Is he Jewish? Yes. Don't take this the wrong way, listeners. It's 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 Jimmy Goldsmith, by the way, not Goldstein, Liz. I didn't. Did you say Goldstein? No, I said Goldsmith. Oh, I, maybe I just thought Goldstein in my head. <laughs> That's why I was asking if did he was I say Jewish. Goldstein? Did you? Uh, we're going to have to play that tape back later. Jimmy Goldsmith. Perhaps a little uh, slip there. Yeah, this is insane. So further down, uh, they're talking, and uh, Epstein explains his business. He says, I'm sort of a financial bounty hunter. So this is in 1987. I'm sort of a financial bounty hunter, he said, with a big I know more than you grin that rarely left his face throughout our tea. He explained that he hunted down hidden money for a fee. He described the convoluted network of hiding money in Andorra, Fiji, Gibraltar, and the Cayman Islands in such vivid detail that I thought he might be in business of hiding as well as finding it. He dropped so many names in the realm of money machinations, such as Adnan Khashoggi, Aristotle Anassis, and Sheikh Zayed bin Sultan al-Nayhan. Oh, good job. That his stories, though intriguing, didn't quite add so this is interesting. So 87. So this is after he's at Bear Stearns. Yeah. 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 yeah well yeah. after. Yeah. So we have heard these names before. Khashoggi. Certainly Onassis. Mm-hmm. And. We, for our listeners who don't know who Aristotle Onassis is. Oh, please go ahead. Jackie's husband. Yes. So you remember how JFK was a president? His wife. Fucking dime piece. Jackie <laughs> Kennedy. JFK. Pow. 
he gets fucking someone someone takes out the takes out the fucking thing, gets him down, <laughs> he's out. Jackie's like, oh no, I gotta get uh some dick. Uh goes over to Greece, meets a shipping tycoon, Aristotle. Not a is that a Greek I guess that is a Greek name, famously so. Don't name your kid Aristotle. Uh yeah, don't name your kid Aristotle. That's a weird kid name. Yeah. This is my baby, Aristotle. It's yeah. awful. Well, at this point he's an adult because he's having sex. I know, but I'm just saying at one point he was a baby. Yeah, true. I love to think about that when I'm having sex. <laughs> no, I just love thinking about that when I meet people. Like, this is my baby, Linda. It's just very strange. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that is weird. Be like, hey, this is my child, Maud. Well, that's like I kind of chic a, now. That's, that is chic now. But it is funny when it's kind of like, you know, this is my baby, Gary. Yeah, yeah. Well, Gar- Gary's short for Gerald. <laughs> Brace? Harold Gerald. Brace is a good good one for a baby out there. <laughs> Anyone who's who's pregnant, going to pop soon, you haven't picked a name. Okay, back it's to the ethnic, piece. Any ethnicity, Brace. <laughs> uh, yeah. He, uh, Aristotle Onassis is Jackie Onassis' husband, Jackie, former Jackie Kennedy. Yeah, so, uh, but, um, also, I just want to point that Adnan Khashoggi was also famous for being a bit of a mm, financial bounty hunter. Yeah. And, like, an arms dealer. Arms dealer, money dealer. All sorts. Lots of, of dealers. And dealer's Ar- choice. Aristotle, of course, shipping magnet. Uh, if you do shipping, you're basically a criminal. Like, that's that's how it works. Yeah, so there's a whole... Yeah, so you got a whole lot of interesting folks. And, and the weird thing is, though, is financial bounty hunter. That is such a strange way, th- way to describe yourself. So I feel like I remember reading a piece, too, where Epstein said the same yes, thing. Yes, he often he, bragged about it back yeah, then. Yeah, and he mentioned in Africa... Yeah. Which is hilarious because it's like, what are you recovering? Like what we gave them? Yeah. Like, are you going to the blood diamond mine to be like, uh, De Beers? Are you taking, are you taking all the money back from yeah. freaking military? The IMF comes in and like, <laughs> hey, uh, let's fuck your shit up. And people are like, please no, but we have to. And then he's like, oh, actually, you guys owe me money too. Yeah. It's like Jeffrey Epstein yeah. rolls in. Like, Just I- kill him. Uh, well, I guess someone eventually did. Yeah, it seems like bullshit to me. It reminds me of a series of murder, or excuse me, mysteries I used to read uh, by John D. McDonald, where the, the guy was a bit of a financial bounty hunter himself, mm. Travis McGee. So he is much like Travis McGee, Mr. Uh, I mean, I believe it. The, this author, the other Epstein. Mm-hmm. Um, this other character. Yeah, I, I don't trust this Epstein, but I do trust our Jeffrey. Yes. I think that, um, I believe it. I could see this happening. So, uh, Epstein, uh, is a theme in this article or something that's mentioned rather several times, uh, is that Epstein has the ability to upgrade this guy's flight to first class. Yeah, but it's a, they focus on this for so much. It's so funny. It's like, he basically like had a bunch of stickers. Cause I guess back in the eighties, you, you know, you could just walk onto a plane without a ticket basically. Yeah. But they would just put a sticker on and your ticket. guns and shit. Yeah, you could do whatever you wanted. Anybody who didn't hijack a plane between like the years 1920 and like 1991, nine. about <laughs> nine, I guess maybe 2001, was a fucking mark, dude. You could literally just bring whatever you wanted on there. Remember the smoking section on airplanes? Uh, I mean, I don't because I wasn't yeah. around then. Yes. Uh, I've seen it in the movies. Yeah, I still, I, that's where I bought the jewel in the first place so I could, so I could blast jewel on planes. I'm like, um, you fucking losers. You have to grip your fucking, what are they called? The things that you rest your hands on. Armrests. 
Okay, back to the article. So, but, so the whole thing is that he just had a round of stickers, and he would just put a first-class sticker on your ticket, and then the ticket person would be like, I guess you have a first-class ticket. I mean, it's not, it doesn't take a genius. The reason that he put this in the article is to sort of be like, Epstein is a fraud, right? Cause yeah, it's this like, is kind of a catch-me-if-you-can sort of vibe to Like, this oh, it looks like he was actually doing it this back way. Yeah. Uh, I want to say that the model in the Tom Ford ad that appears in this article, I'm not sure if you're seeing the same one, she is wearing a Cat Williams uh, fuzzy, <laughs> like, cowboy hat. And I'm not sure, I'm not sure what Tom, isn't Tom Ford itself a modeling agency? No, Tom Ford is a designer. Oh, well, Tom Ford is obviously designing and modeling their hats, his or her hats, on Cat Williams, because this is absolutely a Cat Williams outfit, this whole, please, whole way down. don't comment on fashion. Listen, you know about fashion, I know about Cat Williams, all right? <laughs> this is some Cat Williams shit. I wish Cat Williams could, wish he would have fucking, I wish he could give you the what for. Jimmy Goldsmith warned me to be careful with Epstein. It was advice I stupidly did not immediately heed. Whoa. I hate the tone of this whole thing. But yeah, this really is funny. bitch writing. If you write like this, you're a fucking, like, you, I don't know, I'm sorry. This is like, uh, 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 uh. this writing is like how and Jay Robinson looks. So. <laughs> oh, God. So, um, lots of stuff about the first class tickets. He's very concerned about that. Then it sorts of gets in, this gets a little interesting. He kind of seems to insinuate that Epstein was running a Ponzi scheme. Yeah. Well, which was, which came out a lot when Epstein, the Epstein sort of rebroke in the news is that people were like, how did he get his money? How did he get his money? You and I know that he got his money from the United States government for the purposes of entrapping famous people uh, and uh, getting pictures of them with running children. Running guns. Running, whatever. Yeah. Rich, because he's white. I, he thinks he's white Khashoggi. Bitch, I'm white Khashoggi. <laughs> <laughs> Feel, feeling like white Khashoggi. Um, yeah, he, uh, yeah. This guy seems to be like, oh, well, he, he was actually tricking people. The whole theme of this article is that, that Epstein was basically a con man. Yeah, that he was basically stealing money. So he says that someone from Simon & Schuster told him that he had given Epstein $70,000 to invest in a deal to take over a chem- some chemical company. That's not that much money. Sent the money. Well, the 88, it's a good amount of money. Yeah. Don't use a racist number to me again, but yeah. (laughs) Um, Epstein stops returning his calls, basically walks out with the money. You know, this is not the first one he talks about. He says Vera Wang's father also got swindled. Who? Vera Wang, who's a fashion designer. Her father, who's an investor. Some insurance companies also got swindled. So, so far, I see no crime. <laughs> let me be perf- Let me be perfectly clear. I'm not sure let, that's. Let me be frank. Let me be frank. Stealing is fine. Once, when I was in a, a let's say, a rehabilitation facility, they gave me a battery of psychological tests, and then one of the questions was, "Is stealing okay?" Which was just yes or no. I answered yes, and they gave me the uh, diagnosis of antisocial personality disorder because of that. So. This Epstein falls out with our Epstein. Yeah. Who, by the way, wrote a book called Deception, The Invisible War Between the KGB and the CIA. Yeah. um, Let's talk about Limited Hangout. Yeah. So he says, in early 1989, unable to come up with a better subject, mm -hmm, I wrote my, quote, Wall Street Babylon column. Apparently this is a famous thing. About Epstein, 
whom I didn't identify by name because he refused to speak to the fact checker from Manhattan Inc. It's so also Manhattan like Inc. was the sounding. name of the magazine or whatever? Yeah, I think it's it's all very like, I don't know. It's All it's, of these things have just been lost to the winds of time. I know. Nobody remembers Manhattan so Inc. Yeah. I love it. Like, I know. Like details. I miss details. What's details? Like old school details. Remember John John was editor. I don't know okay. that. John John the Kennedy? Yeah. Wasn't oh. he at Details? I think he was doing... Or was it Esquire? No, he did his own magazine, George. John Jr. Women don't know shit about John John. John John was a pimp. Women... John... Yeah, you are a of thought, Liz. John John would never stoop to edit someone else's magazine. No, he... The guy's so nice. George... But there was, mm-hmm. maybe it was just a cover piece. That's that the sound of me being correct. Okay. Its thesis of the column was that the takeover game had become so lucrative that even small guys who had their power breakfasts at the Regency Deli instead of the Regency Hotel, I mean, who, who knows what any of this means, could play. So this is all about, uh, basically he writes a column, not naming Epstein, but kind of exposing... Or a little insight into some of his kind this of corporate mercenary stuff schemes. Yeah, that he his was. piratry of the boardroom. Yes, and that's when Epstein stopped speaking to this Epstein. Well, yeah, because you call him small fry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he mentions, of course, more Ponzi schemes, and he kind of connects to him. Uh, they so then he says he had a corporate detective corporate detective mm-hmm. so this is a hired hand uh contacts him in 1996 they were doing discreet investigations into epstein's background so that's a very little interesting tidbit yeah i know i would love to talk to jules kroll who is probably dead because i haven't googled him yet he told me that uh, a board member of Les Wexner's company was concerned about Epstein's influence over Wexner. They had already determined that Epstein had dropped out of college, worked as a roofer in Brooklyn, so I hadn't heard that yet, uh-huh. faked his resume to get a teaching job at Dalton, the private school on New York's Upper East Side. This did not come as a total shock, even though Epstein had told me he had a degree in nuclear science. Epstein loved saying that shit. It rules. This is the line that I love, too. Because I had always assumed that, like Jay Gatsby, he had invented himself. Jay Gatsby? My man is not Gatsby. Oh, my God. I just remember where... Yeah, Jules Kroll. I have heard this name before. They were in charge of security at the World Trade Center. What? Yeah. Uh, the managing director of Kroll at the time was Jerome H. Hauer, who ran Mayor Rudy Giuliani's Office of Emergency Management from 96 to 2000. He is the key individual that pushed for its office to be placed in Silverstein's W Trade Center Building 7. I think this is an anti-Semitic article I'm reading, but it doesn't. that's probably <laughs> still true. Uh, yeah, so Kroll was in charge of security. Uh, that's weird. Yeah, in charge of security on Building 7, too. What do you think happened to Building We're 7? We're not doing that yet. Okay. We're not going to... But we will do that? Maybe. Okay, because I... Yeah. I, yeah, okay. Maybe we can have the Chapo boys on and do a whole... Building 7? Just 9-11 episode. Yeah. Sorry to distract so much. I just... That was an important tidbit that needed to get out there. Yeah. Back to airmail. I mean, this article is very long. I will say that 
Um, a lot of people focused on this little tidbit. I didn't find this particularly interesting, but so he sees him again in 2013. Uh, he was contacted by Jeffrey because this Epstein wrote an article in the New York Review Books on Nabokov and Epstein wanted to discuss it with him. He, uh, it says, Epstein came in accompanied by Svetlana, another of his assistants. She was almost as tall as Jennifer, so two assistants. Then a third assistant came in the room, Leslie. As I would learn, he had no shortage of comely female assistants. Leslie served tea and left with Jennifer. Epstein, wearing a tracksuit, good look, sat mm-hmm. at the head of the table. Except for his gray hair, he looked very much the same as he, the last time I saw him in 1989. He began the conversation by saying that Nabokov was, was his favorite writer, and he kept a copy of Lolita next to his bed on his and on his plane. He wanted to know what the author was like. Uh, I, you know, blah, 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 blah. Uh, okay. So. Wait, are you telling me that this child molester liked the book Lolita? I mean. It's almost like he's trying to tell us something. I, also, this motherfucker could just be making this up. I know. I'm like, this is a little I, I too get on the li- nose. I get and, a little bit of a lie for this. Yeah. The way more interesting stuff comes later, but. But yeah, I'm just like, I don't, this, the entire, this like reading of like, Basically, Lolita being a novel for just, like, perverts is so pedestrian mm-hmm. that I... Pedestrian? Sorry. No, it is. It's 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 terrible. I, I've it, never read it, but... Okay, well, it's completely sophomoric, and, it you know, the idea that this is... That's what this novel is about is ridiculous. Yeah. What's it about? All right. We're not doing that. We're not doing that? He also talks about, of course, that he's inventing a robot that can't fuck but can take out of old people. I'm sorry, what? Yeah. Sophia. Sorry, wait, wait. Let's go back to that part. Yeah, a robot can't give no pussy. Oh, no. Oh, you want, okay. So he told me his main interest was cutting edge <laughs> artificial crazy. intelligence. He said that he was funding a group in Hong Kong. Funding a group in Hong Kong, huh? Yeah. Yeah. That's a little, uh,. Throwback to right now. Well, we know there was a there was a news article, a news piece item about that. Actually, what? the AI firm that he was funding in Hong Kong. Uh huh. It's true. Oh, I was talking about the protests. You and I have been funding these. Oh yeah, sure. Of yeah, course. the so the Patreon money is going entirely to fund people to riot in Hong Kong. Yes. Uh, so yeah, he was trying to make. They were trying to make the world's smartest robot. Which obviously, if you're making a robot, you try to make the world's smartest one. It's kind of a no brainer, right there. <laughs> but this is my favorite part. That would have more empathy than a woman. <laughs> Extremely low bar there. Hey. Yes. So he said one problem his robot team had was simulating the feel of human skin. That is such a creepy sentence. Yeah, just use human skin from dead no. people. Just like I just want to repeat that simulating the feel 
of human skin. There are so many people out there probably listening to this podcast or other podcasts, but they're definitely podcast listeners that would like nothing more than a robot with empathy that had human skin. What does more empathy than a woman mean? I just... Dog. What? <laughs> Cat, even. Fish, probably. Uh, You're rats. such a jerk. Men. Uh, All right, shut it down. And he, yeah, that's what I keep saying about women, or especially this woman robot. We don't need more women. I don't know what this guy's <laughs> talking about. There's so many already. There's like, most people are women. I do like this. His theory was that advances in medicine and biotechnology would result in an increasingly large population of centurions. Oh, I see what you're going with this. There's going to be a lot of old people or people who that maybe would need live forever. Mm. That would need a certain Yeah, I don't think that I don't think that Jeffrey is like, oh, in our post work Falk society, we're gonna need robots to take care of old people. Yeah, Jeffrey's definitely more of a morning star guy. (laughs) Uh, he's not he's not a Novara fella. Um Yeah, but which is funny because at some point Epstein got black pilled and was like, Everyone's gonna die. I need to impregnate twenty young girls a day. (laughs) Like this was still when Epstein was like this is like He's like shingy here still. Like he's full of hope. He knows that technology is going to save the future. And then like, you know, 10 years later, he's full on Liz Franzak. Like the world is going to die. What? I'm not blackpilled. Yeah. All right. We already established you're blackpilled. You're red. True. Together, we make the dumb anarchy flag. (laughs) No, I have... I'm if I would ugh, I'm not an anarchist. You're right. The black stands for fascist. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no. it's uh, he like definitely the, it was it, he doesn't really say what the 24 hour assistance would entail, but it definitely means the robot would be sucking you off 24 hours a day. <laughs> this is like pedophile jobs guarantee. Yeah, absolutely. Well, there is those. There are those people who think that we should like cure pedophilia by making like robots for pedophiles. That's basically. not a cure. Okay, well, yeah. This is not okay. No, no, no. Uh-huh. So you know, I'm. I don't believe in sex robots. Yeah, I did. I know that. I don't know if that subject has come up, but I could. <laughs> that's like just by context. I would assume you wouldn't, but yeah, I, I, you don't believe in sex robots. Well, I just think that you know we, as a society, uh huh, we do live in one. Yes. I mean, I have a real problem with if we're going to invent consciousness, basically, that we're literally using it to create women to enslave and rape. Yeah. So I have a real problem with that. Coochie consciousness. Yeah, I yeah, I that's okay. I see what you're saying. What if they're not conscious though? What if it's just like That's a, not what AI is. Well, what if it's not an AI one? Like what if it's just No, stupid? if we're creating humans for the express purpose of having slaves. Yeah. Like I think we need to sit with that and think through that. People have been thinking through that like since science fiction was invented. Have you seen the Matrix? Yeah, no, that's what the Matrix obviously, is. Obviously, I mean, I robot. Have you seen the Animatrix? Okay, you guys Just cuz you're like science fiction stupid doesn't mean it actually is stupid, Liz. Have you seen the Matrix Reloaded? You seen yeah, okay. Well, I think you guys well, are being really fucking big jerks right now. You don't think that sex robots can be real? Have you seen the Matrix Revolutions? Wh- wh- I'm trying to make a point about like everyone is pushing for AI and robots, and yeah. everyone thinks it's going to be a great. I think it's I, a it's a thing that it's a thing that's just happening, and this conversation is not happening. Yeah, 
I, I agree with that. I think that a lot of people think it's A, inevitable, or B, that it should happen because, like, look at the way they're framing it. If that we don't have sex robots, there's going to be more mass shooters. I've seen it framed as, like, this is the solution to, like, incel whatever. Which like, is obscene. Oh, absolutely. It's, the solution isn't, that, like, it, it's make, probably more sense to destroy the internet than, like, to make <laughs> sex robots. Yeah, I mean, I did, like, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm basically a Luddite. Yeah. But also, you know, incels and these are these are symptoms of a sick society. Yeah, that you cannot band aid with tech more alienating technology. Yeah, well, isn't it something like twenty five percent of people like don't have more than three close friends or something like that, or even it's yeah, like it's higher. Awful. I mean, and and the solution to that is obviously eventually going to be well, now you have like a real robot friend. I made that's this movie horrible. Her. That's horrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's Clearly, not it's a society that But look at the people making this stuff. It's Jeffrey Epstein. And we talk, like we've talked about how No, like, it's also it's also fucking sex dorks in our backyard. That is the point I'm making is that all of those fucking guys, it's a spectrum of Epstein, right? Because they are mm. think about what they're doing. The Eps, the Eps Epstein spectrum. spectrum. Uh, yeah. Like me, I'm on the spectrum. No, you're not. Not the Epstein one. Uh, (laughs) I'm not telling you which spectrum I'm on. Uh, Yeah, but like these people, because like if we're going by what we were saying earlier, which I'm I'm sympathetic to, and they're trying to create robot sex slaves that they can rape all day, then what makes them any different than Jeffrey Epstein except they haven't had the opportunity to rape the thing that they want to rape yet? Yeah. So what I'm saying is that we need to put all of these people in prison. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, maybe we need to just ban the technology. Yeah. No one talks about that. They always say, we must go forward. I'm not sure how having some fucking 15-year-old in Ohio who's never had more than three fucking sentence conversations with another person their own age, a sex robot to rape all day, is moving forward. Yeah, also I've got, even if it is moving forward, then I've got some questions about progress. Yeah. Me too. If they all people like Liz Franzak to have a podcast, hey. I have some questions about progress. Hey, progress. <laughs> Got some questions. <laughs> yeah. Uh, can we please take away women's right to vote? All right. So <laughs> I don't really want to talk about this article anymore because now we just went on that tangent. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. You know what? I'm through. I'm going to fucking, <laughs> I'm going to go fuck my sex robot. No. She'll listen to me. Um, there was a funny bit in the article about uh-huh. uh, we did get our first little mention of someone I've been waiting for. We did? Mohammed bin Salman. Oh, yes. Well, Mohammed bin Salman's been mentioned a few times. No. Oh, yes. No. This was one of the first times that his name showed up. And I did get a little like. For clumps. You, she did. I saw goosebumps the size I've of been pimples. waiting, you guys. I've been waiting for Mr. MBS. Uh-huh. She I let knew it a- was coming. <sighs> knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. So um, I, for one, believe there are bigger ties here between. Certain, well, I mean, his flight, didn't he go to Riyadh? 
Like the right before yes, the wasn't election. Wasn't he looking at property, buying property in Riyadh? Didn't a passport that he had in his safe list his place of residence as Saudi Arabia? It did. Our good friends and allies, Saudi Arabia, who are just so terribly attacked. Did you hear, Brace? I did. It was their 9-11. <laughs> their second 9-11. Yeah, sticking your nose where it doesn't belong. I wish. It's actually, do you think it's kind of their third 9-11? Because they did threaten to 9-11 Canada. That's what I was making reference to. Sticking. They posted a meme, or not a meme, it was just a picture of a plane about to hit that stupid fucking tower in Canada. It said, sticking your nose where it doesn't belong. <laughs> so good. It's they were like, so "This is an good. Arabic saying." I'm like, this "Maybe is not- they had already seen the blackface photo or the or the brownface photo." He was dressed uh, as he was uh, in genie face. Yeah, which I thought was. There's like three more that have come out since then too. <laughs> What's in his defense? Just like. I'm really into costumes. Yeah. Which, in his, in fairness, he it's is like really a, into costumes. It's, like, not a bad defense, I'm just going to say. Yeah. It's way better than, like, I was in the KKK. Well, someone someone explained <laughs> it to me earlier where he, like, he is, like, possibly Fidel Castro's son. So, technically, if he does brownface, it's Wait, okay. Trudeau? Yeah, he's Fidel Castro's son, maybe. It's, like, the same way that, like, Ronan Farrell might be, uh, uh, what's that, the Dean Martin's friend. Frank Sinatra's son. I couldn't remember his name. <laughs> Dean Martin's friend? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Frank's God. son. Uh, he's not as good a singer as Dean Martin. So, uh, yeah, he could be. Yeah, he, he absolutely could. He, look at him. And also, Trudeau's mother fucked like no one else. She ran away with Mick Jagger for like months while her husband was premier or president or whatever they call it. Like, prime minister? Yeah, prime minister. Which, come on, give me a break of Canada. But she, like, she fucked her way through North America, South America, Europe, probably not Eastern Europe, other parts <laughs> of the world, maybe Asia, not sure. Uh, she fucked a lot. So there's, and he looks like Fidel Castro, so I choose to believe it. Ugh. There's no proof he's Trudeau's son, the other Trudeau. Uh, anyway. Thank you so much for joining <laughs> us. We got a little off the rails. Yeah. Uh, I am, my name is Brace Belden. Oh, nice. I'm Liz. Our producer is Young Chomsky. This has been True and On. The Up Files. And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. 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 B